Hey, 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 listeners. Hope you all are doing well. Uh, we're doing something a little bit different this episode. I'm doing the, the, the prologue, the prelude, a, a bit of an update, uh, just to let you all know what's going on. Uh, this is unscripted because it's not that serious. Nothing's really the matter. But uh, you may have noticed we haven't uploaded a character reveal proper uh, in a long time. Uh, kind of interesting considering that's our flagship show. It's the, the namesake of the podcast, but we haven't updated, uh, sorry, uploaded an interview in, in over a year or so. Um, we've been focusing a lot on Geekly Reveal and some of our other shows, which you could check out. And uh, I just want to extend an apology to you all listeners. You know, I know some of you probably followed us for this content or uh, when we describe the podcast to you in person or online, it's kind of what we start with. Uh, but I have to be honest with you, you know, uh, life's rough. Uh, you know, depression kicks in a lot, uh, a lot of busy things happen, you know, I've had some, uh, some family health issues on the negative side that are, are sorted out now, uh, but some good things as well, you know, uh, got married and all that, um, same with Steph and Eric, they have a lot going on as well, um, you know, they've been helping out with the editing too, so it's a, it's a good team effort, our, our little three-person operation, uh, is, is growing steadily every year, but we're all, you know, grown adults with a lot going on, so again, apologies for that, uh, trying to prioritize mental health, but as you can see, our output has been jumping up a little bit more recently, uh, with some new episodes, uh, again, new shows, you know, uh, you know, they're doing read wall, you know, we're thinking about bringing, um, was it the you know the cast party show back uh so a lot of different things that we're looking into but you know i want to appreciate you all uh, and say thank you uh, i want to say thank you because i appreciate you all for listening sticking through sharing our stuff uh likes comments shares and all that so as always you know um any kind of promotion helps a lot we, we appreciate hearing anything from you all and you know we're looking forward to having another good year coming up here i don't know when our anniversary is i don't remember but we're looking forward to bringing you all more um i want to say thanks again to our sponsors and all that um for today's episode specifically uh we have uh kami jason cool guy uh his social media stuff will be in the description and it should be accurate but uh the reason i want to do this uh prologue really is because uh some of this information will be outdated uh people's opinions do change on things but if i recall correctly we were predicting some things that would be happening in the gaming space that uh if you're listening to this now current day in 2023 you'll be wondering why are they guessing we already know this so uh, that is my fault on that but uh, we're looking forward to getting things up uh, updated more and we'll probably do a little bit more of these little prologues going forward so here comes the episode thank you all for listening and uh we'll talk to you soon see ya hey 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 welcome to another episode of character reveal it's a show where we reveal people's character get it? it's a joke it's the name of the podcast as always it's me your host dom aka brother dom all over the internet and once again i am joined by my amazing co-host would you love to tell the people who it is that you are I would love to tell the people about myself. I am Stephanie, aka Captain Steph on Twitter, the Snowqueer on Tumblr, Hello Steph on Instagram, and uh, you know I'm here. We're and we're back in the we're back in the like the main thread with an interview. We have an awesome guest uh, here with us today. Would you like to tell us about yourself? Yes, hello. I am Kami Jace. Kami Jace on all the things. Kami Jace Gaming actually on all the things. Nice. Um, that's- Brand I am, continuity. <laughs> I am the host of the weekly, weekly cooldown podcast and also the host of the greatest gaming game show ever podcast. Uh, two video game podcasts. Uh, one is technically done until season two. Um, that is the, the game, game show one? podcast because nice. I can't 
I can't do two at a time <laughs> all the time. Um, but the weekly cooldown is kind of my running show. Um, and we talk video game news over there and also get to know the guest in some way, shape, or form. Cool, cool. I know, Dom, you've uh, you've been the guest a couple of times, I think. Yes. I have. It was a, an illustrious experience. I felt we very have. welcomed and... Revealed Dom's character over yeah, on so the weekly the crossover. <laughs> I've been found out. You have to out. go over there to find out Dom's character and then come mm-hmm. here to it's learn true. about Kami Jace. Yep. It's, it's like true. a DLC, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> crossover uh, DLC. Yeah. It's like, get those uh, those cup noodles in my Final Fantasy. Oh, yeah. Great. Get some Sans Undertale. Uh, how come <laughs> I'm not a me costume in Smash? That's uh, such a great question. It's really important. It is really important. And I know that Nintendo listens to all podcasts, so you know, get on it immediately. You know, if there's Jonathan a Jonathan company... Nintendo. <laughs> Excuse me, Mr. Bowser. <laughs> if there's a company that listens to their fans, it's Nintendo. <laughs> you know what? In a manner of speaking, you're right. I th- yeah, I think there is some truth to that in a way. <laughs> Uh, in a manner of speaking, I'm gonna say like if they if if Nintendo listened to our most recent like news up, update podcast, they probably were like, mm, I'm not listening to the next one. Those little bastards. They gotta know what not to do. Uh, I'm not if... sure how much we've talked about Nintendo on my show, um, but it's never like it's sorry. I should say it's rarely like <laughs> Nintendo's doing something super cool. It's always like. <laughs> Nintendo's doing something kind of bad, or Nintendo got hacked for the 30th time. <laughs> or, holy crap, Nintendo's still using the servers from the GameCube, like, in 2021. Nintendo is naming their next console something weird again. The, the Nintendo Chris <laughs> Pratt. He's so cool. Oh, <laughs> boy. That guy. Uh, but okay. before we uh, dive deep into it, uh, how are you doing today? How's, how's your day been? Honestly, not too bad. Um my day job is kind of having a i want to say like a cloister effect but that may be nothing um <laughs> but i feel like the walls are kind of closing in deadlines are really getting close um i i i work for a nonprofit that does a lot of grassroots organizing and that's because, exhausting work yes because i believe in the work that they do right it's very mm-hmm. important work I try to work extra hard so that they don't have to work as hard, which then, you know, puts a lot of stress on me. And so I, uh, it, for the most part, it's nobody's fault except like external <laughs> forces. Sure. Um, you know, I, I call a hotel and I'm like, hi, I'm trying to book a hotel for these people. And they're like, okay, let's book the hotel. And I book the hotel and then I'm like, did I book it for the right dates? And then I call them back and I get a voicemail. So I'm like, okay, now I... <laughs> <laughs> Now when I need you to pick up the phone, you have to pick up the phone because mm-hmm. you're impeding on my life and honestly, I don't like it. Um, <laughs> so it, it's a lot of like a lot of that, right? Deadlines are coming up. The walls are kind of closing in. Mm-hmm. I've got less than a few weeks to get things done before we do some really big actions um, in the region where I live in uh, New York State. Um, and and then it's like, okay, now I get... a cool two-day break until the next big thing right so mm-hmm. i'm trying desperately to get all my little ducks in a row my little quacksleys in a row and get to the next big thing and well, it's i heard both... uh, getting your quacksleys in a row could be helped by um some sprigatito uh if the oh, joke yeah. follows <laughs> right lit up by a little fue coco hey. 
We got I don't some know. I feel like getting house. a bunch of sprigatitos together would be like herding cats. I love it. Yes. <laughs> it'd be a, I, I don't. I don't have further puns. Uh, Unfortunately, I'm punned out. So yeah. yes. No, but no. I, I totally. It's it's so hard when you do a job that you really believe in mm-hmm. because you're like putting your heart and soul into it. I work in children's books in my day job, mm. and so I'm like always like very. I'm passionate about that, and I'm also a union steward at my job, so I'm also very mm. passionate about union shit, which I don't get paid for, and it's just like. Free time. Um, I have that sometimes. I have a life. I don't just read all the time. It's fine. Free time? Who good. is she? <laughs> yeah, I've never met her, but I'd love to be introduced. She sounds cute. Like <laughs> that's what. Hey, that's why we podcast to to let the steam out. You know, to, to to vent a little bit and talk about things that have real world impact, but are like somewhat meaningless in a good way. Thankfully, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like having sometimes a... you just gotta escape. Yeah, like mm-hmm. arguing about your favorite Pokemon doesn't really have any long-term real-world effects, I hope, but it's fun, it's nice, it's, <laughs> it's a low-stakes conflict. We can, yeah. uh, it seems like anything can set a man off these days, so... <laughs> Make up a guy and get mad at him. Yep, all it takes is one oopsie-daisy, I like this Pokemon, and then... I feel like the only more. Pokemon that you should... <laughs> That, that is just objectively wrong to be your favorite is Mr. Mime because he's just a creepy, creepy little man. <laughs> I want to agree with you, but I'm scared. <laughs> I know that there's at least two people who love Mr. Mime out there and they're going to be there like, there are at least oh, two. I have to become president now and ruin people's lives. Infinite you know, diversity and infinite combinations means <laughs> someone out there really loves. Mr. Mr. Mime. Mime. You know, if someone wants to run for public office and ruin my life based on that take, that wouldn't be the worst reason someone wanted to ruin my life as president. Actually, you know. I'd I'd prefer that. I'd prefer (laughs) to have a Mr. Mime supremacist than (laughs) than any other kind of supremacist. Well, like the last 10. Uh, We get political on this show sometimes uh, because, if not the vector of pop culture, where else, right? Mm -hmm. But, uh,. You know, we're off the beaten path already. That's 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 the style. That's what that's we do it, here. How it happens. But uh, nothing if not tangential. We love Amazing. a tangent. Uh, it's been there's been a lot of game news recently, and you know we're not gonna. That's not why we brush you. We want to get to know you, but just for fun, has there been any game news recently that's just been interesting to you? Not necessarily good or bad, but just there's like. A handful of things going on. Um, so, like, first of all, there is the, as we've mentioned here a little bit, the latest Pokemon announcement of Violet and Scarlet. Oh, yeah. Um, th- there's obviously not enough news for people to start digging in their heels on which one they're getting, you know, which starter they want. But, of course, people have already begun that kind of digging in. Um, for me, course. it comes... Right. For me, it comes down to which exclusives are on which and, you know, what evolutions look like. And I I do a little, like, just enough research for me to know which one I'm comfortable getting um, without having to, like, spoil myself too much. Because I still like the journey of, like, oh, I didn't know this Pokemon existed and then, you know, happening upon it or something like that. So just enough to know what I might be interested in. Um, That being said we don't know anything yet it was just announced a couple of weeks ago but they are hyping it up already like it's coming out next week or something and it's making me very angry it's like, <laughs> and, man, there's so much to get riled about 
it's in the meantime it is like they are really pushing the pokemon thing right now they're like which one are you gonna pick and i'm like the game doesn't come out until like the end of this year so what is going on like why are you pushing me to pick a starter already why are you (laughs) pushing me to choose which game i want like please slow down pokemon twitter i need to i need like pause let's talk about the previous game first yeah, if we're going to pick a starter, we need to know if the cat stands up or not. That's going to be a huge impact. We need to know Truly, if the fire one is a fighting type. Like, I'm learning about, like, the Alolan, like, the wider Alolan Pokemon in, in real time right now because I play Pokemon Go exclusively, and they've just introduced in a bunch of new ones. And I swear to God, when I saw that the Litten third evolution was on its two feet, I was like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. You I... made this cat stand up? I love the stand-up cat, though. I do. I, I don't even love... know what he looks like yet because I haven't got enough candy. <laughs> but... I love Typhlosion. He's in Smash Bros. <laughs> oh, is oh, yeah. that? He's the wrestler cat in Smash Bros. Oh, yeah, yeah, Incineroar. okay. Right? Am I right about right. that? Yes, Incineroar. Okay. Incineroar okay. is one of my favorites because um, it reminds me of a wrestler from the late 80s, early 90s named Bam Bam Bigelow. Um, who was like this on fire chubby guy and i loved him so much he was like (laughs) some my my brother called him like (laughs) yeah my brother called him like i don't know he was like unknown to most people a lot of people called him like a loser he wasn't like one of the like best known wrestlers at the time Mm -hmm. but for some reason i was like he is on fire i love that man so all his costumes have fire and <laughs> he's wonderful he's so great and when um i found out that incineroar turns into like this wrestling cat on fire basically i was like that is my choice that is my first choice <laughs> and i named him bam bam because oh, he was legit. my baby <laughs> Yeah, I think if you're going to make him stand up and have, like, anthro qualities, giving him the fire belt and having the whole wrestler motif is, okay, it's not just it's a, okay, it's I'll not Garfield. It's, it's, <laughs> it's not Garfield. Yes, you are correct. Cool, cool. Typhlosion also stands, and Typhlosion is cool. He's from Gen 2. Yeah, what is, yes. what is Cyndaquil? Just, like, a little animal thing? It's a, yeah, like um, a wombat, maybe? Um, oh, or you know what those things are Quaka? called. Hang on. A, a fire porcupine? <laughs> yeah, basically. Okay. Um, it's supposed to be a porcupine type Pokemon, and then Quilava is like oh. a different kind of porcupine, I guess. And Cinda then Typhlosion Quill. is just a standing one. It's fine. Yeah. Don't question that. He one. just it's, stood up. He's fine. just he's doing a little bit of a meerkat kind of situation. Yeah, it's great. We've never got best life. I, we've gotten so much lore about Pokemon lore we don't need to know or care about, like the whole Drifloon taking kids away. Oh. We've never given any explanation why Blastoise has real cannons coming out of its back. Right. <laughs> Where did you grow fine. those? <laughs> Just one day. I have cannons now. Cool, cool. There's Where's a whole the water garbage come Pokemon. From, man? It's fine. Yeah, there's God, garbage. the freaking trash Pokemon. It's fine. Don't question it. Some Pokemon are items. Some are animals. Some are ice some... cream. Some are the souls of dead children. Yeah, like... it's you know, fine. Common things. <laughs> you know. Common things. Things we know. Anything you can find around. <laughs> Keys? That's a Pokemon. Ice cream. Sometimes it's Pokemon, sometimes it's ice cream. You roll the dice and hope it doesn't talk to you? Or say a tree to you. Although, that's actually a rock? A, Pokemon. a tree that's actually a rock is a Pokemon. Uh, but, Dom, the ice cream Pokemon, like, Vanillish might be, like, 
I mean, there aren't regular animals in Pokemon World, so like they must eat like Taurus burgers and stuff, right? Oh, yeah. So like I'm a vanilla, sure that's just like true. a vanilla shit. That's that's fair game, man. If you're a carnivore, I feel like true. But it, but I feel it doesn't like taste it, like ice cream. Probably not. There's milk tanks, so there's probably just regular milk Ooh, <laughs> that you yeah. could just yeah you can buy milk tank milk. <laughs> so there just is ice cream also. Yeah, yeah. That's the world we've. That's the world that Professor Oak brought us into. But you know, uh. All that to say, we're, we're happy to have you here. <laughs> and uh, so the weekly cooldown, that's the show you run. Uh, like I said, I've, I've gets on it a couple times. We've had good conversations. You break mm-hmm. down the news. Um, do you want to tell the listeners at home who may not have heard it kind of, you know, some more specifics about it? You know, what really, you know, why is it called that? What's the, what's the goal with the show? Oh, funny story. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, I don't. I don't think it's that fun of a story. Um, no, the <laughs> weekly cooldown actually started um, at largely as a project just to kind of get my voice on the airwaves. Right. I was just tr- kind of practicing, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, at the time, maybe a few weeks before I started it, actually, I um, wanted to be on the radio. I decided, like, I can write journalist pieces. I can definitely read what I write. So why don't I just try for the radio um having really no experience other than some school work college work stuff like that so um i went to my local radio station at the time in buffalo uh the hiring manager there was actually my teacher from college um, one of my teachers um we had a really good conversation but he was like you know I, I really enjoyed speaking with you, but unfortunately, we don't really have anything. I'm sorry. This isn't. A, and I was like, this isn't a total waste of my time. Um, you know, I, I appreciated speaking with you. We had a really good conversation. I had like an awesome tour of the facility. It was great. Um, and at the end of it, he said, by the way, you actually do really have a nice voice for radio. Oh. And so I was like. I do. So, um, <laughs> tell me more. So I, I was like, okay, I've been listening to a lot of podcasts lately. Um, what if I just kind of do that as a way to practice, get my voice out there, write some things if I can. I don't really write any of the uh, things we discuss on the weekly cooldown, but I do write um, the headlines, which is the first segment of the show where I kind of break down um some important news that may not have the substance that i'm looking for to speak with the guest about um but that may still be of some importance whether it be like worldly importance or like just a um you know like a a new release um stuff like that um and then i decided like i want to still keep the news element but still do like video games because that's also a passion so i decided to um make the weekly cooldown into my video game news discussion podcast um and again the idea behind it totally was you know polish the interviewing skills some writing skills and just getting the voice out there for sending to potential employers um to then you know get on the radio at some point but it ended up being this behemoth of a show that i've now been working on for four years um since 2017 um I think that's four. I can't Which do that. Which is four. Uh, 20, we're 2022 now, so 20. Four ish, yeah. Four depending years. on when, yeah. Oh, four, almost five. Four ish, yeah. depending on when. Okay. These then last yes. two years have been accelerated. It's it's weird. Yeah, I, time is... I also am terrible at math. I swear. It's just <laughs> real bad. Um, but that's yeah, what, I think. 
I think actually we're coming up on five in October. So five years in October. Um, and yeah, I just kind of, uh, now I do it because I love the engagement um, aspect of it, right? Mm-hmm. I like speaking with uh, people who have listened to the show, um, people who have not yet listened to it, but are interested in the topics and maybe kind of like sussing out what the show is about um, and, and just kind of getting involved with the gaming community as well as the like kind of gaming journalist community. So it's been a wild four and some odd years. Mm-hmm. So, Amazing. Yeah, the podcast journey is a lot. I was recently looking for some appearance. I forget why I was looking, but I had to go back in the archives and like, wow, we were doing this for a long time. Actually, I looked at, uh, I was trying to find some old archived files and I remembered who some of our earlier guests were. I'm like, wow, that was, ooh, that was a long time ago. Mm-hmm. We were not we uh, as talented yet. <laughs> we were bad interviewers and I was still li- working out of my childhood bedroom. Yeah. Beautiful. Like... <laughs> using the wrong, using a webcam using... mic instead of the USB. So it all yeah. came in muffled. <laughs> Oof. That's cool. Why is it, um, I mean, I've asked you this, I believe, but why is it called the weekly cooldown? Oh, yes. Um, easy, super easy answer. Um, at the time when I was like just about ready to go, just about ready to launch, knew exactly what I was going to kind of be doing. Um, I was like, oh crap, I don't have a name. <laughs> so, um, I just kind of started Googling things, uh, uh, originally my idea was couch co-op but that's of course taken like how could I ever be the first person to think that up um, and and a few other names and then at some point someone said does it have to be video game related and I said well that would be ideal so yeah um, and so they said well if you're doing it every week and we have these kind of, you know, video games have these cooldown periods in, in MMOs, right? You have your global cooldowns for your skills, your weekly cooldowns for your, you know, uh, gathering of certain materials, daily cooldowns, so on and so forth. Why don't you name it the weekly cooldown? And I was like, oh, mm. makes sense. Let's <laughs> yeah. go. It's, uh, it's, I think, yeah, when we chatted one time, I uh, I think I said to you that it's the kind of name you hear and you get mad that you didn't think of it first. Yeah. Because it's such a good name for yeah. a gaming podcast. Terrible at naming anything. Like, Titles anything. are the worst. But, Titles you know, so. you poke around a few people for a while and then you're like, ah, I knew there was a reason I kept you around. Yeah. <laughs> and it was to give me the title of my podcast. And now you may leave, sir. Now your, sur- like, your purpose has been fulfilled. Go away. Never, never speak to me again. <laughs> uh, Our relationship uh, is purely transactional. Goodbye. It's 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 nice to hear the term cooldown in a non like toxic context. Yeah. Context because you know <laughs> I played a lot of I played some Pokemon Unite, but played a lot of Overwatch mm. and hear people like stop using your moves on cooldown. Like I I'm not, but okay. And then other people are like you need to. So it's nice to hear cooldown. Like ah, it's, it's funny you say that actually, because despite having played MMOs for too, honestly too long, um, mm-hmm. for the longest time I could not get into jargon. So when people would yell at me about global cooldowns, off global cooldowns, um, you know, this is on cooldown, that is on cooldown. I was like, what the fuck is going? I don't know anything. I don't know what's happening. I don't understand this word. And then it took me 
like I think I was playing Final Fantasy 14 one day and I noticed that like there was a literal clock on my skill. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh, that's what that is. <laughs> oh, there's the cooldown. That's what's been cooling this whole time. That's what's so cool about, you know, good hey. uh, user <laughs> user interface and user experience stuff, which is, you know, another yeah. discussion topic right now on gaming Twitter for a different game. But just a little bit of showing people that are like, hey, you're an expert at this. This is just a nice, cool effect versus, hey, you've never seen this before. You might be yeah. new to this. This can help identify, you know, that's in Final Fantasy. That's in Overwatch. It's probably in other games where mm-hmm. you just see a little clock rotating like oh okay it's a visual and there's a number oh okay i see what's going on i see what's happening yes or you can be completely blind to any sort of uh real world input like me when i was home last week i thought that my mom's car needed gas because there was like a eye for info on the little light up thing that said gas and i completely ignored i did not see with my two human eyes that there was an actual just like analog gas uh gauge like, gauge yeah and i was just like i'm just gonna put 20 bucks of gas and i'm just like there's this this eye is freaking me out it makes me yes. think that i <laughs> that i'm in danger did what you ever learn what the eye was and it was just info like if i clicked on it it would have told oh. me like okay. the <laughs> mpg i think you had the right response like but i was like overall i was like yeah, better to be safe bucks. than not you know? <laughs> yeah right it's like when playing a new game. It's like I hear a, a little a jingle. I don't know what that means, but I'm going to use a potion and try to top my health up before it gets back. Yeah. <laughs> Final Fantasy XIV has a lot of um, place markers that get put on the ground underneath you. Um, usually, if they're orange or red, you know, the really dangerous looking colors, right? <laughs> You're supposed to move out of them. Yeah. Um, like, but because there are also these, like, bright blue or green ones that can sometimes come from players um you know if you're really new to games you're like oh this is on the floor i have to go but (laughs) really what it is is like a buff or like a healing circle or something like that and people are like no please come back (laughs) like don't run away from the green run away from the (laughs) orange or the red um so you know i mean it's better to be safe than sorry in some cases but also like you know we we live and learn like, yeah. Remember your basic color theory. Green means go. Like... <laughs> right. It's like in um, I mean, even in Pokemon Unite, I forget the little the little cotton grass Pokemon could throw a spore out that would, if your teammates grabbed it, they would go faster and get some healing. If the team other team got it, they'd eventually take damage. And from what I could tell, they look the same. <laughs> <laughs> so if if there was a mirror match, I was like, I'm throwing it. I have to hope I hit my team with it because they're not going to grab it because who, who knows where it came from. What Maybe there's a color and scary difference. design. Yeah, but on like a little <laughs> phone, I'm like, I can't really see the thin color ring around it to know which team it is. So, stop putting games on phones. That's, yeah, that's really the answer. There shouldn't be any games on phones. I would spend put, so much more time in the real world. Put certain games on phones. <laughs> I should re. I should like Pokemon Go statement. and Wild Rift can stay. Yeah, yeah. put like <laughs> certain games on phones, but like. I don't know that MOBAs should be on phones or like PUBG, right? Those yeah, are PUBG piece... does numbers on mobile. I get it, but it shouldn't. Oh, <laughs> like, <laughs> but I'm mad that it does. I mean, what I'm thinking happens is people just <laughs> run Android emulators on their computer and just continue to play PUBG. On That's their probably what it is. Yeah, 
This is You're just right. a computer game with extra steps. You're not fooling me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, PUBG. But yeah, cool, cool, cool. Um, well, you know, so you talk about some interesting and important news on on your show, which is pretty good. And I know we've talked about uh, like diversity issues before, and mm-hmm. um, just coming out of this will pertain more to to you and I. Uh, we're coming out of Black History Month, um, going into Women's History Month, so that's that's less relevant to us, you know, not a woman, but uh, we still observe these diversity uh, yes. months. You know, how has that had an impact on sort of the the work that you do? You know, you said you talk to gamers, so I assume. <laughs> it's um, it's interesting how I've been lucky enough to have, um, I want to call them more forward-thinking gamers on my show. Um, gamers who don't see Aloy as anything except a character in a video game. <laughs> and, a, and a, you know, a pretty powerful one as a character as that. Right. Um, you know, so when I when I frame these conversations, especially around diversity, I'm, I try to make a point to have people who have more to say than maybe the average gamer um, and who really kind of know the craft and what it means to be a part of whatever diverse group we're talking about. Um I generally highlight uh, Black History Month and what I call Gay Month, but is of course Pride Month, June. <laughs> um, I'm also going to start doing um, Hispanic Heritage Month because um, I actually am Puerto Rican myself, so I want to nice. start leaning into that a little bit more as well and speaking to Latinx or Latin um, creators and gamers as well. Um, but anyway, um, I. I Speaking, especially from last month, we did, again, our Black History Month kind of panel, um, different groups of people. Um, We focused a lot on spaces, right? How it is to be Black in certain gaming spaces. Um, And we took it everywhere from, like, you know, how to navigate being Black as a TTRPG uh, player or even leader, um, how to be how to navigate the space as a kind of uh gamer media podcaster type but also how to navigate the space when you're not necessarily american right um my first uh episode featured a friend of ours um named barad who is from trinidad and barbados right i think that's right trinidad um and um he is it trinidad and barbados it's Trinidad uh, and Tobago. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> I watched that video. I was video. like, there's something. Sorry. Yeah, I watched that video earlier of the woman saying, you are in Barbados, not in the UK. You are not an adult at 16. And I think she's just so stuck in my head that I messed up. Anyway, yes, Trinidad and Tobago. He is from uh, there. And one thing I realized over the past maybe two years that we've actually really been fostering a friendship um, is that the things that pass for good and wholesome in Trinidad don't necessarily correspond with what we think of in America, right? So <laughs> the um, the main point being, and, and where we kind of like fostered a really kind of back and forth, um, is that in Trinidad, they can and will 
talk about your beautiful black skin as uh, chocolate, right? They will Mm -hmm. kind of describe it as a food. We don't like that here, right? We don't really enjoy being described as scrumptious. So usually, um, right? <laughs> it it, it kind of depends on person to person, but like it's just... usually, it seems like they do it kind of overall as a term of term of endearment. Um, we don't we don't really do that. So um, we also got to talk a lot on that episode about other differences, right? How it feels to be considered black right by the community um in the space as a as a black gamer but not technically a black american gamer or even to some extent right a, like a black western uh you know uk gamer anything like that yeah. um and it was a really really interesting and deep discussion because what it what it kind of unlocks right is that there's this um almost monolithic mindset that i think a lot of us get into um, black, white, or anyone else, where we think of black gamers as this one little microcosm where we all kind of think the same and do the same things and play the same games. Yeah. When in reality, it's not anything like that. <laughs> and and just like with our voting habits, shout out and then like I take it back for, to uh, black Republicans. Um, <laughs> We we don't vote the same, right? Yeah. We don't think the same. We're not monolithic people. We're we're a diaspora set across islands, across nations, um, you know, m- mountains, etc. So it, it's like you can't really um, say things like you know you're just a small part of the community um, without also acknowledging that like sure we're small but we're fucking mighty, right? We're yeah. mighty and we're different and we have all these various thoughts and uh, ideas and we come to the table ready to share them and we hope that you'll take them no matter what part of the world we're in. Um and, and we had discussions like that all throughout this uh past February. Um we spoke to uh, a man who goes by the uh, moniker Ashy Feet, which I think is hilarious. Um, <laughs> so um, identified. Yes. That took me it out. Is, <laughs> it is absolutely beautiful. Um, but he um, creates games, right? He creates all kinds of games. He has his foot haha, in all yeah. kinds of media um, across games. He's made commercials, short films, all kinds of things. And he said this one thing that like shattered my whole perception of the world um where he said like my grandmother's blackness is not my blackness and i thought that was like the most the simplest but most powerful thing you could ever tell anyone ever um yeah because it it doesn't it doesn't invalidate either one right i remember there was a kind of a dust-up probably in like 2015 that was not a good thing when people are like, I'm not my ancestors, you can catch these hands. It's like, that's mad disrespectful to our ancestors, dog. Like, a lot of people were, like, really fighting. It just maybe could have looked different or could have, might appear different in the past. And also, there were people that really sacrificed a lot. So, like, you can't be disrespectful to the past, but also you can recognize that the past shouldn't be disrespectful to us. Right. Because yeah. Tactics I mean, change, cultures yeah. change. You know, we are continuing the path that they've let you know put down for us. But at the same time, like if we decide to take a right at the fork instead of a left, that's our decision, right? And it yeah. it, it shouldn't invalidate 
what has come before and it definitely doesn't invalidate what is coming now and after yeah, um like i think about my grandma telling me hey you know you know don't go down that road too much they don't like the coloreds over there and i'm like grandma why would we don't say that anymore but compared to her she's like that's the nicest thing, way for us to explain oh, it yep and i like progress over time I'm not going to say you're wrong but i'm going to laugh about it because if somebody else had said that we might have a little forget. bit of an issue. <laughs> I'll never forget hearing my grandmother say reefer. And I was like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> cool. Um, but yeah, no, it, it's exactly that, though, right? We are um, the product of those that came before, but also, like, we are still our own people. Um, and the way that we choose to validate ourselves not only in our blackness but in our whole identity um is going to be vastly different than the myriads of generations that came before i mean um my grandmother i want to say is almost 80 so and i'm 29 so (laughs) you know to to think about the 50 60 year age gap between us i mean that's a lifetime for some yeah, people that's a... it's a lifetime and it is a profound amount of change right yes and the way that i decide to kind of celebrate my blackness is gonna be real different than the way she did it i'm sure hopefully she won't though. tell me <laughs> i mean she'll never I... tell me what she did <laughs> what did hey, you, you know what kid? some stories stay stories but it's oh. it, thinking of any identity <laughs> though we don't want to be celebrating things the way we did 50 years ago for like i said a myriad of reasons either because we've learned things or progressed or Mm -hmm. just have more things accessible um or we want to build on that success right yeah Um, Yeah. we are still um i I also identify as gay so we are still (gasps) right the gays (laughs) the gays are also in our podcast building upon what the gay people that came before them right like we there's so much kind of shared culture and history of people that came before um before us i guess um i guess to to ask a question then you know i don't identify myself as gay i'm more of the the bi flavor um which is a flavor of vanillish or (laughs) (laughs) vanillish is blue and purple there's no uh neapolitan uh pokemon that i know they need a pokemon that has like yeah you need like a pink ice cream and a blue ice cream with a purple ice cream in the middle the alolan vanillish um that's that's it and it's hawaiian shaved ice hey there we go um i wonder i feel that if i were to ask or to point to it i could point out maybe the black influence in gaming culture um I think just because so much black culture gets stolen a lot anyway, but also just sort of, for better or for worse, a lot of fighting game culture, I think, borrows a lot of things from black culture, Um, you know, and and sort of like the the global south as well, knowing how, like, I think, was it King of Fighters? There's a fighting game that is very popular in Brazil, I forget which one, Um, but it makes me... Okay. It makes me wonder, has there been much of a queer influence in games quite the same way? Hmm. So I can think of some, but I not to quite the same degree. Like yeah. we, I feel like we have big, we do have big queer names in gaming. Obviously, we have uh, Maddie Maddie Thorne, Makeup like, Celeste. We have Sonic we Fox, have... uh, Lana Rain, I believe. We have people, and it's not enough. I'm not saying we did it. We have <laughs> yeah, three, okay. but I can't think of any specific 
movement that's like, ah, yes, I think queer people shape that. Yeah, um, that's a great question. We certainly have had more queer writers and developers um, making, you know, writing in the experience in some way. Yes. Austin Walker's queer. Yeah, like, I, didn't I think he's bi. I think all the I think all the friends at the table people are queer. Let's go, friends at the table. Let's go. Wait for it. Uh, <laughs> the gayest great. possible gaming experience. That's beautiful, <laughs> friends at the um, table. Yeah, so I mean, we do have people out there making yeah, big names I mean, and making waves and having influence. Um, but I wouldn't say that necessarily my work in gaming has been as colored. I don't think I've left as much of a, a bi mark as I have a black mark. Yeah, I, in a I good think... way, like like yes. black with a capital B. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like... yes, <laughs> not like something at my desk. <laughs> um, no, I I'm struggling to answer this question largely because I I I know that the influence is there, but not in a way that is like I don't even want to say transformative. That doesn't seem like the right word either. But like I can list a few examples off the top of my head of like queer characters um you know games where there was a queer character right like you know um they kind of mentioned it offhand or something like that Mm -hmm. but in the way that we i think want to see a front-facing queer character as like a lead role or something like that is also the way that we don't want it right um because a lot of the time i think we think of first of all as gay culture we think of like drag queens um a lot a lot to do with sex Mm -hmm. um that kind of thing and it's usually based on cliches and things we see in media that are played up a whole lot but usually for like quirky side characters right um we don't really um rather we argue largely to not see that in video games um or in narratives in general want the, like media. the disney exclusively gay moment like <laughs> piecemeal representation that it's that's yeah that's <laughs> what i mean like it feels so good in the moment but then once you have time to like media analyze it it's like okay like you tried um <laughs> but like, I, okay, I i guess Tracer is gay but only in this comic that right. you have to go to a certain place to read. And if you're a 12 year old yes. who likes to say slurs into your headset, you're never actually going to encounter that. That is correct. Um, same thing with like, I, I want to like use all like. the lore in that game. <laughs> it's so sad. It's so sad. No, but you're, you're absolutely right. It's it, it's less than because there, there are games where it doesn't super come up. But yeah. it's uh, like it's there. Like I mentioned Celeste. There's not a lot of, uh, I think it may be just. It came out in the DLC because of like the the writer's uh, personal journey, but also Madeline has a pin, like a trans pride pin. It's not a secret; it's in the game, but it doesn't really come up, right? Yeah. So, do we want the representation that's incidental, or that's like, oh, it's part of my character? Like, how, what's the best way to do it? And I'm not prescribing; it's just a tough thing, you know. A lot of yeah. those narratives are best left for TV and movies um, because it can show the kind of transformative journey of a queer character or even just the journey of a queer character without sacrificing from what is essentially a video game. Um, Mm -hmm. I think when we think largely about video games, 
we're thinking of the the playability of it the the replay value um is it fun to play and then we think okay well if they're making a story-based video game about x character and they are y gender and z sexuality then how does that influence the game as a whole and Mm -hmm. normally it's like it doesn't right tracers and after tracers sexuality is an afterthought um uh, the trans pin, like you said, like all of these things guess, are like little, little feed ins. I guess yeah, can I, I say like... Ellie from The Last of Us too? I guess in The Last sure. of Us too. Yeah. Um. So that and is in like, the, and in the DLC. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, that's very forward facing, in that it still tells her journey as a character. Um, in just... within the world, right? Yeah, her story is just to go like stab a lady. It's not really it, she happens to have a girlfriend or wife, but her story is like I'm going to go stab the girl who stabbed my dad, right? Um, but in 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 the way that we kind of want these kind of, I guess, larger, um, representative characters, we may not get it right because it may feel m- more performative and more stereotypical to see those characters played to the nth degree rather than have them played like Ellie. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, like to me, the solution is always like, just throw way more people in there because like some people are like, some gay people are drag Queens, but not all of them are. But like, also like, like how do you feel about games? Like thinking of like um, mass effect and dragon age where you're in like a queer normative world where like it's there's not like a stigma to the best of my knowledge there's not like a stigma i've never played either of these games applied <laughs> to <laughs> i just Bio-way. like have vague sense of the store of the stories mm-hmm. uh but like i know that you can like there the characters do have like sexualities assigned to them and like you can romance certain characters based on the player character that you create mm-hmm. but like do like, does it have any effect on the story necessarily, or is it more about like, oh, you made a political choice by choosing like Iron Bull or something? I think in those games, it's it's weird because the best you ever get is a queer side character because the main character is not really a character in that sense. Mm-hmm. Like Shepard canonically isn't straight or queer; they're just canonically, Canon- canonically a commander, a Schrodinger's commander, like yeah. But a character um, in the that's... game could only be like, well, I will never date Fem Shep or Mel Shep. Like that's possible that those characters could exist. There's characters that could do both. That is what I was gonna get at. Yeah. Um it it seems like if it if there isn't like a impactful reason for th- the choice, right? Mm-hmm. Um if it doesn't lead to some kind of cool ending or canonical ending or something like that then like it's it's fan service right that's all it really is mm-hmm. and there's nothing necessarily wrong with that i think the representation in and of itself the idea that you can go to a big burly man like iron bull as a male uh facing character and have that romance that's mm-hmm. awesome honestly yeah um and same goes for i don't know the female characters i'm gay um <laughs> <laughs> i mean but... i like women and i don't know the female <laughs> characters but but um, the 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 fact is is that they they gave you the power right the choice to do that and that in itself is very good and 
actually pretty beautiful. Mm-hmm. However, like you said, it is um, it's unfortunate that it doesn't really move the narrative beyond your own little microcosm of the virtual reality, I guess. Um, and I want to use cyberpunk as my example for this. Um, there was actually a character you could romance in cyberpunk where if you did, it had this really deep impact for the rest of the story. Mm -hmm. Um, they were a side character that you could use all the way through um, to the end and choosing like their path, so to speak, Mm -hmm. um, is like the best possible ending. Um, on top of that, you can romance this character. So having not only the friendship bond as high as it can go, but also the relationship bond with it makes it all the more interesting. Um, that being said, I chose to go with a separate character thinking like, you know, how is it different? And the way that it's different is that it's much sadder in like, I don't, you know, we don't get to ride away in the sunset happily ever after. Right. It is actually a whole lot sadder that I romanced um, this other character who is not anywhere in the ending. Um, (laughs) The other thing is if you're going to make a whole bunch of ambiguous bisexual characters like just make them all bi okay just all of them (laughs) i don't want to have to be like oh great i gotta go with the twink great cool (laughs) yeah like we need several options i i I, I always was and i haven't played enough games to know because there's too many games but i like the idea that some characters would be bi and some of them just would not be like hey there's there's bobby he's only ever going to date the male characters and there's Bobby with an I, she's only ever going to date the female characters. <laughs> and then there's Bobby with an IE. They'll date both. You know, it's... <laughs> in in the case of, like, bromance and farming sims, like, you know... Um, uh, in your Stardew Valleys. Yeah, Stardew Valley, um, insert graphic novel of your choice. Um, I get it, right? Those characters have certain stories, certain paths, fine. Yeah. But, like, if you're gonna make this cool sexual revolution type um setting if you're gonna have the whole thing be like we want players to express themselves freely and yada 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 Mm -hmm. give me the choice to romance all of them you gotta give me the options (laughs) um there was a character in uh cyberpunk 2077 river ward um he is this kind of like light-skinned black man um like really tall wears a like weird fur coat he's a cop that's the only downside he's a cop um (laughs) but he's like (laughs) he's beautiful he's so friendly with uh i think his niece i think it was like he is like the perfect boyfriend um but you can only romance him if you are v with a female body type um and I don't you want to get... judge, but I'm seeing, like, the earring, the fur coat, and I'm he's... like, this feels like a guy who, who should be uh, <laughs> available beautiful... to, like, anybody, you know? He's a beautiful man. He's honestly just one of the greatest, um, one of the greatest characters in that game, I think, actually. Um, he's just really complex and interesting. There's a really cool side quest where you put on, like, a VR headset and you um, do, like, cops and robbers with his niece. Like, it's oh. it's the 
most cutest thing on earth set in a completely dystopian world and i loved it so much and then they give you the option as male body v to romance him and then he's like Haha, no bro i don't do that or whatever and i'm like why would you even try <laughs> why would you, why would you even dangle this donut in front of me and say sorry it's plain like i don't <laughs> <laughs> Because CD Projekt Red was like, we have one last disappointment. (laughs) (laughs) It is awful. It's like, especially with that game in particular, because there's such a broad range of customization options that they were, that was like their whole like selling point was like, there's so much customization. And like, uh, like, and that's like one of those things like visual representation wise, like you can't put like queerness on like a, like some kind of slider in your character development. But like, also like if that if if everything is customizable, who you can romance should also be customizable. Yeah, yeah. let me live my dream. Let me have Cyberpunk. the concierge game of my of my <laughs> dreams. Every single thing, just Persona needs to hurry up and let me date the boys as well. Like, you can yeah. date your teacher and an alcoholic <laughs> reporter, but you can't date your bros. The kind like, of not your it, brother, but like your bros. The kind of issue with Persona, and I've this is coming from someone who is very peripheral on the Persona thing because I've only ever played like Shin Megami Tensei Five, and that's like the new one. Um, <laughs> I've never played any other. Ah, uh, you took the hard route. <laughs> yeah, I did. I've played no Persona game, and I was just, I just was like, "Hey, what's this game?" And I was like, "Oh, I hate it here." Um, <laughs> Having gained enough like insight, though, from a whole lot of people who have played Persona, it seemed like they were ramping up to like total queer acceptance. And then there was one man on the team, the most influential man on the team, and he was like, um, no, actually, I think I want to really make fun of gay people instead. Can we do that? It's oh, like... We can't? Are you sure? <laughs> Oh, and man. you could tell some of the people, I, I feel like some of the people wrote some stuff in that game, maybe it was just localization or not, but you're like, I kind of feel like they're writing these guys to be, maybe not, we're not getting the, we're not given the green light to do this, but we're going to write them as if they're on the same track, like. It's like yeah. swimming anime gay, like, it's like, this is extremely, like, charged, but we can't actually show them being romantic with each other. It's, it's even worse in a way, because it, it, they, they're always these peripheral characters who show up to be nuisances. And oh yeah, it's always they, like the mm-hmm. the gay stereotypes, like yeah. Oh honey, we're here to like bother these these guys. They're also like extremely predatory. Um, mm-hmm. Always kind of randomly showing up too. Yeah, right? it's like never they... like there's never a reason. <laughs> it's just like I'm standing around. Da, 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 can't wait to get my tarot card reading and two drunk older men are like. Hey boys, you're like what? what yeah. Why is this here? extremely, extremely what? predatory? Like some crows out of the sky, like just appearing. Just... <laughs> like, Even just from a homophobic <laughs> standpoint, it's bad storytelling. Like it really get it together. Is. Yes. Like... Foreshadow. What are we doing? Um, it, it, and, and it's again one of those things where we could have a good like nice queer representation you could date your best friend right who happens to be a boy um or whatever but 
instead they were like um no <laughs> we want to yeah. make fun of gay people instead and that's and, what we're gonna do and, and you could tell that. they were ramping up for it too because there's a yeah. few scenes where like you'll make like a weird pass comment at your friend where they'll be like you're like hey Ryuji, you're looking pretty good and instead of being like ooh gross will be like huh and then just we'll start talking about something else so they're like oh so they didn't give him a bad response but like we're not allowed to put in a good response yeah. but also you get nothing when you go to this bar to like get information out of this drunk reporter it's like the owner's a drag queen and she's like the only wholesome adult in the game besides like your father <laughs> figure like she doesn't hit on you she's she's like you're not allowed to drink here you're a child she tells the reporter stop talking to this child is, like what's wrong with you <laughs> like it's so interesting because that is the one thing i found actually in kind of anime too like i was Japanese gonna say i'm media. thinking of like haruhi uh haruhi's yeah. dad in Orin high school host club they just like a very they are so like they they are both these incredibly awful stereotypes in one on one hand but then on the other hand they're like motherly right Mm -hmm. wholesome wanting to take care of the child and i'm like pick one please (laughs) what are are you trying to tell us anime it's the extreme issue of like there's the anime mom with the side ponytail and that mom has to die so they were like well we can't have we can't put more women in the anime (laughs) wow that makes perfect sense yeah so we'll give give him a drag queen i guess yeah that's the only (laughs) now the drag queen's your mom that's the only potential mother figure you have in the game that you can't romance but she's not even a confidant, so it's not like you would ever have the option. Like, you just see her, and she's like, yeah, you can work here, but, like, I'm not letting you drink. And then, like, you continue to be a child. You can hit on your doctor, your teacher, a reporter, your surrogate little sister, but none of the boys. Terrible. What is happening? <laughs> Shin Megami Tensei game, stop. <laughs> also, I was playing SMT5, and I'm not here to stereotype people, but I see this character, and I'm like, Oh, is this character non-binary? Like we all thought, we were all thinking that. That I looked up their, well, I'll say his because they, they, everyone's like, come here, young man. Looked up his voice actor. The voice actor is non-binary. I'm like, so I think Atlas America is like, we're trying, guys. Please, it's just <laughs> the switch materials best. not giving us anything. There's like a few writers, and I can't remember the one primary one in particular, but there's a few writers on those yeah. teams who are like trying their best. <laughs> both trying their best but then there's the other side where they're Uh just incredibly homophobic Mm -hmm. um and it's amazing how much it holds that back right um it's like it makes writing bad because yes that's like that's why that's why like the the story is weird now yeah Yeah, that's why that's why endgame was so terrible in in a lot of ways was because like ever since like they saw like the Steve Bucky fandom take off after Winter Soldier and they were like, we can never allow Steve and Bucky to speak again. They can never have online, they can never speak again in these movies because everyone thinks that their relationship is romantic ah, and we have to know love. Homo. And it's like, no, that I mean, like, you you know Homo'd so hard that you made a bad story. Like, <laughs> that the, like you, you made it a craft although I do issue. Think, I do think that, um, Bucky and um, new new cap Sam are they just have as good. Delightful chemistry too. Well, that's it's different, thing. but it's very good. I, I think it's the... just Bucky just is in love with a Captain America, regardless. Yeah. Of... <laughs> he has a type. Star. It's Captain's America. 
But also in the show, it seemed like he had a little bit of heat with uh, New Cap's sister, too. And I'm like, is that just actually Sebastian Stan is just a hot guy? <laughs> like, is it is it the writing, or is it just that he's a hot guy? Is it just Sebastian Stan, and everyone's <laughs> just like, yeah. Just like everyone's got chemistry with Sebastian Stan, because he's Sebastian Barnes, Stan's like Oscar him. Isaac. But to your point, though, like Steve Rogers basically fought the entire world, became a war criminal, and got other people to be war criminals for his quote-unquote friend, and then we never see them have a conversation ever again until he looks like Joe Biden, and he's like, ah, I went to the past for a lady. Like, what about Bucky? You didn't go back to see him a little bit more? You didn't go back to save him from being the Winter Soldier at all? Like, I don't know. No, nope. man, I just want to dance with this one lady so hard. Like, that I'll yeah, get rid of... Yeah, too hot. And, like, Steve him, he got... Well, Rogers... he's very hot, but... No, don't get me wrong, that's true. But he no-homo so hard, he got rid of Google. I'm not <laughs> throwing away Google to dance with somebody, but... Like, <laughs> come on. Oh, hey, Peggy, what's the weather house. like? I don't know, Steve. We didn't get the paper today. Just Google it. What do you mean? Oh. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, he had to prove how straight he was. Yeah, same like in, um... The uh the last Star Wars movie, uh, Rise yeah, of Skywalker. They're like, they're here's like, a, <laughs> here are, here's several a black woman and interests. a Latina woman. Yeah, because Finn, Finn and Poe po- talk to them. Like it's disgusting. I hate it. Um, also, Poe used to run drugs because he's like because he's Latino. I guess. Yeah, like, I don't know. They shouldn't have added that plot line. That was that was, that so was just racist and dumb. <laughs> I mean, I feel like every single, like, plot choice that was made in the last Star Wars movie was like, you shouldn't have added that plot line, it was mm-hmm. dumb. I will, but then I will you don't have though, anything left of the movie when you're done with it. After Rey and Kylo kissed and he immediately died, I audibly <laughs> laughed in the theater because there was no need to, like, look... If you're going to crap on the, the gay shippers, you can at least let the straight shippers have something. And they said, right? no, nobody's having any fun. <laughs> nobody's having a good time today. Which I guess is fair. That like, they united people. I have never seen the internet more united than after The Rise of Skywalker came out. There wasn't a like, single well, person. We're going to forget that movie. <sighs> and like games Game are. Of Thrones. It's like the way people just were like, Game of Thrones? Okay, I'm good. Nope, never thinking or talking about that yep. again. We are ready to throw away any type of media, by the way. Just true. Oh, yeah. We're just very ready. Just it doesn't goodbye. really matter what spectrum of politics you're on. As soon as it's like a little bit one way or like, another, it's like, oh, never mind. I'm done with this. Like, people say there's cancel culture. The real cancel culture is being bad. Like, yeah. people will just forget about you. Just like it never happened. Mm-hmm. And, uh, oh, that, that is, well, you know, George R. R. Martin kind of got lucky. Or gamers got lucky that Game I was gonna of Thrones say, and ended so bad. Elden Ring. Yeah, he's yeah. like, ah, I just wrote a video game real quick. <laughs> I just like, put some lore in this video like, game. See if you could find deadlines. it. <laughs> he's like, nah, I'm not writing that last Game of Thrones. Y'all know how it ends. It's fine. Did you uh, get a chance to play any Elden Ring? No. Um, I'm still d- debating on whether or not I want to. I'm terrible at Souls games. I. It's not even that I rage quit or anything like that. I just kind of get tired after a while, and I'm like, I don't, I don't need this in my life. And so I, I've already paid you your money. I'm gonna go. <laughs> I've paid um, the trolls toll. I've paid the soul toll. Yeah, that's literally what it is. Um, I played Dark Souls one. Um, I didn't. I never beat it. I don't know how far I got in it. I couldn't tell you what was going on. Honestly, <laughs> you're just like, but nope, I'm good. I'm I done. got as far as I think I could get, and I was like, great. 
Um, I tried to pick up Sekiro because I thought it would be more my speed. It was not. It was actually maybe worse. Um, so I'm desperately trying to figure out if I want to play Elden Ring. And from the looks of things, I am leaning yes. And honestly, if I don't like, if it's not somewhat gripping within the first couple of hours, I think I'm out for Souls games completely. <laughs> um, I, think, because... I think even the fans would say, like, if you don't like this one, you probably just won't like them. That's what I've heard. I don't, yeah. I haven't um, played one before. This than, one like, seems a little bit more um, forgiving in a way. Um, it seems to allow you moments of like to breathe i guess is the way that most people put it right the open world really opens up um the possibility of taking a break um even while you're still playing the game um it just seems a lot more accessible in that way and i'm like 100 percent about it um accessibility accessibility yes (laughs) imagine that um, Imagine not still, having to go to a safe place to sta- let your character stand for eight hours because you still like, can't pause the game. Inaccessible to those who are handicapped. Um, yeah. But so far as like trying to get, you know, people who are not hardcore Soulsborne gamers um, into their game, they it seems like they are trying. So I'm almost there. Demon Souls is sitting in the living room, um, unplayed since I bought my PlayStation Five. I mean, I think for everything I've heard, I, I can't imagine going back to Demon Souls after playing literally any of the other games. <laughs> from what I've heard, goodbye. I don't know what the um, remake is like since it's on the oh, PS Five. Good point. But... Yeah, it might actually. Well, I just meant from gameplay style, like uh, yeah. quality of life yeah, stuff. Yeah. But yeah, maybe they updated it. Um, Did you ever play it's... any of the uh, Grand Theft Auto there. games? I've played many of them. Uh, probably almost all of them. I, I I like a bit of mindless violence every now and then. <laughs> I was just talking to a friend earlier, actually, about uh, the uh, the Fast and the Furious movies. It's like they're they're, they're hot, just... they're trash, but they're so fun to watch. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah. Like, watch Sometimes... some guys be stupid with cars for two hours. Sometimes <laughs> you want to turn off the brain and. You and know. that's what GTA is too. You get to be yeah. a guy who's stupid with cars for a few hours. Um, there is a there is sometimes a good story to Grand Theft Auto. Um, I actually like to highlight San Andreas as one of the best Grand Theft Auto games because it does mesh that kind of mindless violence with a decent, you know, um, kind of rags to riches story. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I honestly think the uh, the and also kind of fuck the... the cop story, but anyway. Also, yeah, the fir- yeah. the first interaction you have is Samuel Jackson as a cop framing you for a crime and throwing you out of a car. So yeah. it's like, hey, this. I don't. How do I feel about cops in this uh this game? Hmm. Pretty bad. <laughs> it's pretty Thumbs much down. It's it's hard to put a pin on Rockstar's politics because I think oh. their politics, not as a company but as writers, are somewhat like yeah, cops are bad, things are corrupt, but as like. They're also like, but we want to be edgy, too. Yeah. And I don't think that adds to their games very much. No. Because <laughs> there's not a lot of satire. It's just like, what if we were kind of racist, sexist, and homophobic? And I'm like, when you're doing like a parody radio station, I get what you're doing, but I'm not sure if it's necessarily landing. Because their stories punch, don't seem to do that. Yeah, they punch in like every direction. And it comes off kind of like South Park, where you know mm-hmm. that they're not like diehard Trumpers. But you also feel like they're making fun of you at the same time, and you're like, I don't, 
I don't know <laughs> what is our relationship. <laughs> they value their ability to punch down more than they value your value than they value you to feel good. Right. It's like, well, I don't want you to be harmed. I just don't care if you feel good. It's like, well, that's yeah. that's n- not the worst thing. It's not good though. It but, feels like, <laughs> weird, right? It feels weird to watch a show or to play a game like Grand Theft Auto. Know that you're actively being made fun of. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um and also be like okay but it's not as bad as like having a slur thrown at me so i guess i'm okay <laughs> like, if, for instance like having in san andreas having a radio station be like they're making fun of black people but also the central plot of the game is that police brutality aimed at black people is unjust and out of control so it's like grand theft auto what do you actually believe they're like we yeah. believe Tell in making truth. money and which will exactly. ever help you give us money we'll do it it's funny because i'm sure the central plot point of grand theft auto is actually lost on a lot of people um possibly yeah despite it being so in your face um but meanwhile it is exactly as you say right the central plot point is right there telling you what it is (laughs) telling you the politics but then the like there's enough mindless violence and like satire thrown in the face of the player where it's like Mm -hmm. it it could be an afterthought if you're not paying attention especially because the majority of your time will be driving around or goofing Mm -hmm. off or doing side missions like the side mission where you help the guy drive his little toy cop to run and bother people in San Andreas. That has nothing to do with the central <laughs> plot. That guy will help you out later. Yeah. But like that has nothing to do with the plots, and that's the hardest mission. So you're gonna spend a lot of time doing that. You're like, oh yeah, what was I doing in this half of town? Oh yeah, I was running from the cops. You spend a lot of time getting to know really awful people and their characteristics, which I guess is kind of a a, a point in Rockstar's favor for writing. Their characteristics are so um they're, they're almost like a sponge right they take up so much space and volume um and they soak up so much of the story that the actual theme of like the police brutality um you know what it's like to grow up black in the hood drugs in your neighborhood um gang violence all of those things are lost on you because you spent uh too long with the the british people in the desert instead (laughs) right they've taken up so much (laughs) (laughs) they've spent so much time soaking up the cells in your brain that you've now forgotten the central theme of the story and by the time you get to the end you're like what was this game about again (laughs) yeah which is a weird i don't know if i'd call it a mistake but it's a weird quirk of spending so much time in a world yeah like i'm trying to think of any other like any movie we only see an hour and a half of what's going on with that. We don't see, unless that story takes place in real time, we don't see the days, maybe weeks, that are happening between the plot points of, yeah, this character may have, maybe has a toxic relationship with another yeah. character, but they're doing a lot of other stuff in the other rest of the time we don't see them. And that's why mm-hmm. people either like them or trust them or fear them. And we're only seeing this little snippet of their life and... I mean, I guess that's like kind of an analog into, to real world, but, you know. <laughs> well, I feel like you get into, it's like, the the tricky thing there is that you create these side characters that people think are interesting as side characters, but sometimes they cannot hold a story by themselves if they do. If people are like, oh, let's give Coulson a show, and it's like, mm, <laughs> maybe don't do that. But, like, not if to bring everything back to the MCU, it's not like, hey, 
I am not even like actively <laughs> like an MCU fan at this point. I just see the movies sometimes. Like I don't know why it's all coming back to that, but I think my point of reference. Yeah, I think more and more things are just starting to take up a piece part of our mind space. Um, I feel it. Yeah, I mean that's hey, that's the that's the crux of games. You know, there's a lot of stuff. Uh, so much, so much stuff in games. It's too uh, much. It's tough being uh, black and or queer in the gaming space. I think we covered something each of us can work with. So, <laughs> something that Steph and I have a have a good handle on. You know, we don't we overlap in some ways and and, and not in other ways. Not so in it's, other uh, ways. Yeah. So um. Get those you perspectives. Know, it's getting a little uh, late in the evening to, to, to peer behind the curtain. So what we want to do to finish this off is uh, kind of go into our, our structured segment. Uh, it's going to be pretty quick. Uh, we should call it the spin dash section because I'm really pulling for that and I never officially did it, but it's just a rapid fire oh. question section. Um, we can call it spin dash if you want to do that, you freaking Sonic nerd. <laughs> get, get someone to, to announce it for you and you edit it in later. <laughs> spin dash. <laughs> If we could get Ben Schwartz to say that, um, <laughs> oh, or, I feel like, uh, a, like so a two great. second clip is probably fair use. That might ben be Schwartz that might be legally true. Grew up in the same area I grew up, but not at the same time as me, oh, which oh, makes wow. me very sad. <laughs> I'm really so close and yet so far. Fingers crossed that he turns out to be an all right guy. Um, I've never the guy... heard anything bad. But... No, but the guy he did a, a a comedy show with turned out to be kind of a Mr. Middleditch. Yeah, be a bit of a creep. Uh, a bit. Which a bit. you never you, you always hope, but any man in the in, in any industry, it's like it's possible. Um, but yeah, so we have some rapid fire questions. Uh, it's not about gatekeeping or testing cred. It's just about getting to learn a little bit more about you. So, uh, Steph, do you want to kick us off? Or I can. It's up to you. Uh, you go first. Okay, cool. Uh, are you familiar with Avatar The Last Airbender? Yes. Okay, cool. That's awesome. What kind of elemental bender would you want oh, to be? No. I don't ever, I don't ever know the answer to this question. Um, I want to say earthbending if I could be like Toph. Um, but like water bending for everything else <laughs> fair enough yeah i always just say air because it doesn't seem to have any major weaknesses i never saw Korra, so maybe sure. it does but <laughs> i don't fair. know someone does a straight up murder in legend of Korra with air so they don't Oof. call it a murder they call it taking out the earth queen but <laughs> they can't say take, they can't say kill i guess on uh y7 <laughs> ah fair cool cool I will jump in with a question um, of what is a crossover you would like to see if you could cross over literally any two things. Ooh. Um, like. (laughs) 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 That's a good one. Um, Like a really cursed old answer of mine was Harry Potter and Hamilton, but we don't, (laughs) we don't talk about Harry Potter anymore. (laughs) Well, I think yeah. in that context, we can give it a pass. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I want to say, like, the Hello from the Magic Tavern podcast and, like, Pokemon. Um, Hello from the Magic Tavern, if no one's ever heard of it, is like this. I've listened to some of it, yeah. Extremely funny fantasy 
uh, improv podcast. It is oh, nice. hilarious, and it features some really, really good comedians. But I would love to see them do something completely out of their element, and I think Pokemon is that thing. So, yes, I want to see them do that. That Excellent. would be awesome. Cool. I was just going to say, I love when my favorite uh, like actual play streamers do something completely... Yes. different from what they like I, the dungeons and daddies guys did like a dog quest like they were all dogs in like between seasons and i was like this is the best thing i've ever Fantastic. listened to um yeah don do you have another question give me another are you familiar with uh pacific rim a little bit do you know the concept of being drift compatible Ooh, sort of okay not enough to speak on it a whole lot Neither am I, but I've answered this question before, so maybe you can. Uh, If you could pick any person or character, living, dead, fictional, non-fictional, who would you consider yourself to be drift compatible with, or at least enough for a movie? Like, vibe well enough with that you could simultaneously pilot a giant mech together. Oh. I want to say... This is a tough question. <laughs> so I can use anyone. Anyone. Um, anyone. Living or dead, fictional, non-fictional. Well, I can say non-fictional. I want to say... As if that's not the basic state. <laughs> basic state, <laughs> non-fiction. Well, it's not... Just, yeah, we're saying it's not just fiction. It could be a, a yeah, person. Yeah, like... Um, I want to say... Um, oh, man. What's his name from Deathloop? Um... Oh, the main guy? Yeah. His name is... <laughs> Give it's me like, a minute. I, I know it. His name... Colt. Colt. There yeah, we go. Yes. Um, <laughs> I feel like Colt and I have very similar, like, what the fuck vibes. Like, we don't know exactly what's going on. We're trying to desperately figure out what's going on. But we're, like, cracking jokes while we do it. <laughs> Hell Yeah. One of my favorite types of characters, just on, just on the brink, but making it work. <laughs> yeah, That's hanging cool. on wow. by, <laughs> just hanging on by a thread. Cool, Steph, you're up. Um, if you, if they were making the Kami Jace movie, what, uh, who would play you in that movie? Can I play myself? I don't trust anyone. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. First of all, I don't know. I guess. Say, if am, you know, it's a tricky, it's a if you're not like a big celebrity. I person. am, no, it's not even that. Like, I can't, I, I just don't know, first of all, what story I have to tell. And secondly, <laughs> if there is one there, I want it told right. <laughs> um, and so I guess it is less about who is playing me, like, pick any black man, I suppose. Um, <laughs> And but just who make is sure that you it? have the you have executive producer credits. Yeah, pick <laughs> any black, if I had to choose like one guy in particular and i have to look up his name um it would be jonathan majors oh oh okay yeah. jonathan majors My i man. love jonathan majors and yeah. i feel like he would do me some justice he's oh okay yeah. actor that's uh he's you king can... now right yes he yeah. is oh yeah, man I, I don't know so much fun in that last loki episode <laughs> I don't know if that was necessarily a well-written episode, but it was one of the most well-delivered monologues I've ever seen. Like, this guy is acting right now. He is a fantastic actor. And I guess if I were to 
be played by anyone, I would be honored to be played by Jonathan Majors. Hell yeah. I think that would, yeah, I think he would do an honorable job of it. I know you're living, or I know you're listening, <laughs> Jonathan Majors. I know you're listening, our, our, our number one fan, character reveal number Jonathan one stand, Jonathan Majors. Mm-hmm. We out here. What uh, if? <laughs> hey, maybe next time I'm in Miami airport, I'll see him instead. Oh, man. There you go. We, one time we do, does he know this story? One time no, we were flying do. home from Florida. Uh, Dom and I had been on vacation together, and we had a layover in uh, Miami Airport. And we went to the TGI Fridays, and we were sitting <laughs> there. And Dom, literally, we had had a conversation in the QS Airport when we were leaving about whether he had brought his fin jacket, like he had like a replica, like Star Wars fin jacket. Mm-hmm. I, I threw it in my carry on. You were but no, you threw it in your check my, bag, my check unfortunately, bag, yeah, yeah. because he was like, oh, "I won't need it till I get back to to Pittsburgh." And then we go into this TGI Fridays and we're having lunch or whatever, and then someone else comes in and sits behind me, and Dom's like, "That guy had the like that guy looked a lot like John Boyega." And my exact words were, "Man, look at this fake ass John Boyega looking MF." No, <laughs> he sits down. And I'm like, "Wait, I think that's actually him. it's John Boyega. No. <laughs> it is actually John Boyega, and he and the fin jacket was in." check bag and it was unacceptable I think that's a good I, way to be like hey to try to get because i don't want to bother somebody yeah, like, yeah, like if, on. if you were wear, yeah. sitting there wearing it like maybe like there would have been a conversation that could happen but like you don't want to just be like hey how's i feel your, like um i, I, tr- I try how's your to mozzarella sticks i try <laughs> i try to talk about and i guess to um people of some fame or notoriety as though they are actual humans because they are yeah um and i don't necessarily get starstruck that being said (laughs) there's like a very (laughs) short list of humans where i think if they happened upon me in some way i probably would stop breathing Mm -hmm. um john boyega is definitely one of them he's on that list yeah i think he's fantastic yeah I think it was just seeing like him have his hat down. I'm like, you know what? He looks like he doesn't want to be bothered today. I don't know if I'd want to be bothered by a stranger while I'm like in an airport diner. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, yeah. I was like, well, what am I going to do? Say, hey, man, I loved you in that movie. Hey, thanks. It grossed a lot of money. I'm sure you did. <laughs> Not that he's an arrogant guy, but I mean, it's I don't know. It's... Oh, I've been reminded of our uh, incredible pay gap. I will leave you alone. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, did you want to do the follow-up to that, or...? Yeah, so the, the follow-up to that is, uh, if you could play any character in a show or movie, who would you want to play? I would love to play... Hmm. I want to be... The very best. Nathan Drake. <laughs> Anyone... Could be or, a better like, <laughs> or I guess Laura Croft if I had to choose. I think they each the have adventure. something I want, right? They have mm-hmm. something in the adventure genre I want. Nathan Drake has this like suave, cool guyness going on. He's sneaky mm-hmm. and stuff. He's very comedic, good comedic timing, all that good stuff, and I love that. Laura Croft has amazing gymnastics hot bod. So I'm like, hmm. hmm. Do, do I want can the I, amazing gymnastics hot bod? Can I, can I cross those two somehow? <laughs> Unfortunately, what happens when you cross those two is uh, Tom Holland. 
who is a ballet dancer and, well, <laughs> and right. gymnast in yeah, addition yeah. to being and that just didn't work out that great unfortunately well, i'll make a black one and we're fine <laughs> yeah i mean it's about damn time i guess make it's rough one. exactly it, can you make a, a a black movie about like just robbing ancient artifacts <laughs> someone i i think it was actually my boyfriend someone said that you could do essentially what nathan drake and Lara croft do but have it be like i don't know but like in a like, killmonger way like, or or like you find these artifacts and you know they are of great significance or whatever but you are doing it for the sake of the people who live like there or something it. like that mm-hmm. okay or like you're recovering it out oh, to take it away from like people who want to profit from it right yeah um, also like you know nathan drake and laura croft are coming so you just like, scoop it so you can give it back yeah. to the people or like <laughs> you know scoop it some and be like well actually others... i'm gonna take this back to the people who's yeah whose beloved like relic it actually is uh. some third awful british archaeologist is coming to take it and now it's up to you to steal it before they do and also give it back <laughs> there are a lot of action archaeologists in fiction i love it got laura you've got indiana jones you've got nathan like it is arguably it's a it's a sexy the, profession it is a sexy adventure, profession adventure one of the best genres that needs to be like highlighted with a black one and then we'll be fine no more yeah. after that yeah. exactly. <laughs> that's, that's why i like really scrooge need. mcduck he didn't he didn't say it was for science sake. this is just straight up for profit and for the sake of it is it go. moral i don't know i'm a duck <laughs> although there was duck africa for some reason in the new ducktales but <laughs> there was duck africa but funny anyway uh i'll close on this if you have another one you want to do steph that's fine do you have an unpopular fandom opinion any fandom any genre medium hot take that you want to like just bury here in like yes 145 Um, into the episode (laughs) i hope you're still (laughs) listening um uh yeah i actually wrote about this um last black history month and i think um i would like more people to be um slightly or completely uncomfortable um, when they play video games featuring, let's call them diverse characters. Um, and the reason I say that is um, largely and almost entirely based off of my interaction with um, Mafia 3. Um, Mafia 3 takes place in fictional Louisiana um, during a time where it is um, likely that you will be racially profiled by anyone who isn't black. Um, the character you play as is some speculate actually Spanish, but looks enough like a black man to be treated like a black man. Um, so whether or not he is or isn't, doesn't matter to anyone around him. Um, one of the, um, things that happened to me in that game was I walked into a gas station. Again, this is the South during, uh, let's call it Jim Crow era, right? Um, and I completely missed a sign that said whites only as I walked in. And as I'm moving inside, there's this daunting horror music that suddenly plays and the shop owner gets very angry with me. Um, very upset. And I was like, what the fuck did I do? And it made me realize that like 
something I've now, I guess, taken for granted in a way, I suppose mm-hmm. you can put it that way, is that I am able to go into stores and not be racially profiled by the people by who... the owner. Yeah. The customer, or, or excuse me, the, the customer service, owners, whatever. Um, and I thought in that moment, like, if I, as a black person who was well aware that I am black, uh, does not in this very instance realize that, like, technically I've done something wrong, according to the white man at the counter, how would a white person playing the game feel like not being visually aware of the same thing? Um, so it dawned on me that like those moments in video games where you don't understand where the queer person is coming from, you don't understand where the black person is coming from, so on and so forth. I want more of those in video games, regardless of what game it is or where or how or why. If it shows up in Sonic, it shows up in Sonic. I want more people to know what that feels like, what it feels like to... To be othered. Yes, to be absolutely othered and don't you don't know why (laughs) you don't understand why until it dawns on you that oh i'm just me existing is a problem to this person um and i i want it i want that for everybody (laughs) it's it's like the hottest take i've ever had in my life i swear i i don't do hot takes usually i'm very chill um Mm -hmm. uh but um it is like the one thing where i was like if i could expose everyone to this specific moment i think it would change the world well i feel like you don't in unless you can like genuinely empathize with that discomfort it's hard to grow as a person and like accept that there are people who have experiences outside yeah i want people to feel it to feel <laughs> i want people <laughs> to hurt in a video game <laughs> Hey, I Amazing. mean, you know what? Gamers seem to enjoy pain, so I don't think that would be too hard for them to something like that, right? <laughs> this is the hardest game ever. It's reenacting just being a black guy in America, like right. I wish we had more time to talk, because um, I w- want to just investigate the concept that in some of the South Park games, if you made your character black, Cartman would say, "This is the difficult option." I mean, it doesn't change anything other than people t- treat you differently. And like it, it is like their hard mode. But I'm like, it's interesting to tie your difficulty slider to the race slider. Because again, are you? What joke are you making? Because it is, <laughs> it is like the perfect punctuation, though. Honestly, like it is both like the sourest thing to realize, but so sweet in knowing that like someone knows, right? It it, mm-hmm. it feels like a tacit acknowledgement and a slap in the face at the same time yeah so and we'll finish with you steph you have a good last question yeah and i have an extremely lighthearted question unless uh your character is the one who's going to bring an uncomfortable moment into the sonic franchise (laughs) but if you want to be the the one bringing the uncomfortable moment to the sonic franchise that's cool um the, the, the question is uh if you were one of Sonic's animal friends, what kind of animal would you be? Like, what's your Sonic OC? Oh my gosh, my Sonic persona. <laughs> exactly. Um, like, what's your goofy little ability uh, slash name? <laughs> I've always gravitated when it comes to making animal characters toward wolves. I love wolves um, so much. I love huskies because they are almost there. They're like wolves. Um, and actually, I don't have it with me, but I have a ring that my boyfriend gave me when we first started dating. 
um, that has, it is a wolf motif, mm-hmm. and it has one blue eye and one green eye. And the reason is because when I was like, I don't know, 12 or 13, I saw this gorgeous husky with one blue eye and one green eye. And I told them that story and how much I love that husky and now and how I wanted a husky. And for like pseudo Valentine's Day, he got me that ring with a wolf and different colored eyes. And I was like, this is this is great. He listens. That's now so he doesn't cute. listen to anything, but it's fine. Um, <laughs> uh, sounds like a great guy. That's that's an awesome. Yeah. So I think nice. if I was a Sonic that's... OC, I would be a wolf. Um, yes. I would be kind of like Knuckles the Echidna. I would punch things and I'd be really tough. Cool. Excellent. Husky the wolf. <laughs> no. I'd have real dreadlocks, not weird ones. Uh, <laughs> getting into it again. If we add more time. <laughs> <laughs> Why does that character have basically a Nike swoosh on his chest? <laughs> uh, I have qu- so many questions, but anyway, uh, Kami Jace, it's been amazing having you on. Yes. Uh, we appreciate your time. I think we had some really fun conversations going in a lot of different directions and this is this is the this is what this is all here for this is, yeah this is, the, this is the character reveal experience baby yeah. and i've been revealed your we've, character has been revealed we've done the thing you know we'll, uh have to have you on another time to talk about some of the other stuff you know we revealed the character maybe we get the palette swaps and the costume dlc yeah to fit the theme but <laughs> in the meantime uh if the listeners want to hear more of you want to see more of you uh, we'll just hear more of you. This isn't a visual podcast. Uh, it just has a camera so we can see each other. Um, <laughs> where would they find you on all yes. over the internet? Um, so once again, Kami Jace Gaming on all the things. That is definitely and only including Twitter. Um, also at WK Cooldown is where you'll find uh, anything related to the weekly Cooldown podcast. That is, again, the weekly gaming news podcast that I do. Um, nice. That's on Twitter. Um, and you can also find on Twitter, the greatest gaming game show ever, um, at GG game show or GG G aim show, whichever floats your boat. Um, again, that's the greatest gaming game show ever. The weekly cooldown podcast, both wherever you listen to podcasts. Excellent. We also have a Twitter that's like that, where we have to explain, like, (laughs) it's character rev, it's there's two r's in the middle it's our character rev <laughs> gg game show or ggg aim show um the greatest gaming game show ever by the way is like a a, a very um it's like a love child of many things um it is supposed to be comedic um it is supposed to be a bit of trivia um and it's also supposed to be kind of me giving a little bit of a little bit more levity to the world right um so we try to have fun with it a lot of fun um i make fun of my guests while i'm on i'm a very mean person um (laughs) and also we give the losers money to we actually try to raise money on it um so the the winner gets their earnings but usually they give it away and we also give the losers money away to a charity as well so we try to give money back we try to give some laughs and uh, hopefully you learn about some game that you've never heard of before. Really cool. Hell yeah. Love the concept. Love the trivia game. <laughs> it's great. Listeners, it's after you finish this, go listen Go listen to all that. It's, uh, yeah. that, that sounds amazing. Good time. Um, but after you do that, or before you do that, or simultaneously, however you want to spend your time. Put one, s- one earbud in each ear. 
<laughs> I guess so. Uh, Steph, you want to hit the people with our social media biz? <laughs> of course. Uh, you can find us, as I just said, at Character Rev on Twitter. We are Character Reveal on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, characterreveal.simplecast.com in your browser. Character Reveal in all of the podcatchers of your choice. Um, and, you know, we we are sponsored by some coffee. We have a Patreon. You know, check us out. You know the whole deal. Yeah. It's, uh, There's you've links heard... in the descriptions for those kind of thing. Links in the description. You've heard our weekly geeklies. But, uh... Leave a review. Yeah, on leave all a the review. Podcasts. Why not? Just on, on all, every podcast that the three of us do. Tell them, tell them always, leave a review. They don't always do it. You gotta yell at them. You gotta <laughs> tell them, I want that review, damn it. Leave a review. <laughs> Go on, Apple. I will steal a gimmick from another Click. show, and if you leave us a review, I will read it out loud on the show, there regardless of what is in it. Yes, that's it. But listeners, I want to thank you. Steph, I want to thank you. Kami Jace, I want to thank you. Everyone, we appreciate all your time. It's a fun episode. Uh, and we'll be back soon again with uh, more interviews, reveals, weekly stuff, new projects, the whole kit and caboodle. 2022 is going to be a heck of a year. It will be. But until next time, see you later. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.